Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? Uh, it's your boy, Long Beach Joe. Back at it again. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Man, what a butt-kicking the uh, the New York Jets got against the Dolphins. Jets lose to the Dolphins 24-0. to And I'm talking about it was bad. It was really, really bad. But we're going to get into that. But listen, before we get into it, I'm the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Why? I don't know. We're terrible. (laughs) We are awful. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get to the show. I'm fired up. Listen, this was a debacle from beginning to end. The New York Jets came out lifeless, flat. I mean, this team looked completely unprepared. Like, they just had no clue of what they were doing, what they were supposed to be doing. Man, they looked like they hadn't practiced. They were completely unprepared. And the Dolphins took care of business. Completely took care of business. Now, mind you, this is not a great Dolphins team we're talking about. This is not a team that you know, is pushing to make a Super Bowl run or, you know, we're thinking about making a playoffs or anything like that. This is a team that is in the second year of their rebuild. And uh, we looked like a team that literally needed to go into a rebuild. You want to start with the defense? The defense just had issues. Gaskins was going off. Uh, you know, we had issues covering guys or guys running wide open in the secondary. It was guys running wide open when they were when they were, especially those goal line plays that they ran, there were guys coming just wide open off the line. I mean, it was crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. Um, we just we we just couldn't get it done. We couldn't stop these guys. We couldn't slow them down. Marcus May got a nice pick. A lot of people are looking at that situation or looking at that pick and talking about it being, you know, one of the better plays for us this year. I mean, he caught it, pinned it to his backside pool, uh, got an interception as well. But this defense just couldn't. They couldn't get the job done. Then you go to the offensive side of the ball, and whoa. (laughs) Joe Flacco looked horrific. He looked horrific. I'm talking bad. He was running for his life when he wasn't running for his life. You know, his mechanics were off. He's trying to get away from pressure. He's throwing interceptions. Had an interception, threw it behind a wide receiver. That was done. He was so afraid, man. He was so afraid. He had a 28-yard sack. This man ran backwards, gave up a 28-yard sack. <sighs> this team just continues to be embarrassing. Adam Gaze and his play calling, I mean, you could just tell where everything was going to go. It, the Dolphins could literally tell where things were going. They were there. I'm talking about that defense was on top of everything. There was, it didn't seem like there was anything that they were confused by at all, at all. I mean, geez, Louise, he's running Frank Gore like he's a 24, 25, 23-year-old running back. Like, we just got the guy, P. Ryan, still not getting the bulk of the carries. He still is not being targeted enough in the passing game still. Even though we just got rid of Le'Veon Bell, we just did. And we were told all week 
that P. Ryan would then get a bulk of the load of the carries. He would be targeted more. Adam Gaze would put more on his plate. He did none of that. But to get to Adam Gaze, that guy's an, that guy's an idiot. And I know that we talk about him like every week because he's so bad. He's so bad at his job. He's such a bad head coach. He's such a bad offensive coordinator. Every week we talk about how he doesn't get the job done. Every week we talk about how the play calls are trash. Every, every damn week we talk about how incompetent he is. But this week it was put on full display. It was put on full display yet again. Yet again. The predictable stretch calls with, with Gore, ridiculous. They knew what was coming on third downs. We, com- we only converted two third downs the entire game out of 17. Two. Our first third down conversion came in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the Dolphins only had one third down conversion the entire game. They still shut us out 24 to 0. That is an indictment on our offense. That is an indictment on Adam Gaze. I watched this man call a stretch play on third and two, not get it because it was a garbage ass play call. And then he comes back. On fourth down in the fourth quarter, down 24 points with 12 minutes left, and he punted. This guy coaches to lose. He is a damn loser. That's what he is. Always going to be. He's never going to be anything other than that. And I can bring up the stats. Like, I've done that before. Where I've, <laughs> You know, I, I've tried to bring that to people. I've tried to, you know. Hey, look, you you look at his stats overall, you know, he was ranked 24th this and all that. I've done that before. Nobody wants to hear it. let's, Let's talk about the eye test. When you watch these games, when you watch this team, when you watch this offense, you watch incompetence. Nobody that watches this team, nobody, is saying that Adam Gaze is doing a bang-up job. Nobody. No analyst, no former coaches, nothing. We are the laughing stock of the league. We are the laughing stock of the league. Everybody's telling jokes. Everybody. There was jokes last night on the telecast for a game that we weren't even playing in, joking about how incompetent the Jets are, how bad of a football team we are, how trash we are. It's embarrassing. It is tough to be a Jets fan. It's tough. We're the worst team in the league. We have a bad roster, bad head coach. Our ownership is our ownership is the worst. It is so tough to be a Jets fan. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I watched a Dolphins team full of players that Adam Gaze coached. A lot of those players that were making plays against us in that game, Adam Gaze coached those guys. 
He's coached those guys. And when those players were being coached by him, the narrative was that they were not good. That was the narrative. They weren't good players. But they get a new coach, another guy to come in there, and guess what? Those players start to flourish. They start, start to show signs. They start to show burst in talent. Guys like Devontae Parker. You see on full display, the Dolphins put on full display live in front of us, showed us how incompetent of a coach Adam Gaze is. They showed us that. Their roster is playing to the wall for that new, new coach. Their roster is being used effectively. Those players are being put in positions to make plays. They got rid of him because he was squandering the talent on that football team, and we brought him in here to destroy ours. I'm, I'm beside myself. Because I watched Ryan Tannehill throw for 364 yards. 364. I watched it. I watched him throw for four touchdowns. A, a quarterback that the rest of the league had left for dead said he wasn't good enough. The Dolphins got rid of him. They traded him for some mid-round picks because they said he was not good enough. And now he is playing like one of the top QBs in the league. Hmm. I wonder what's changed. Oh, I know what's changed. I know. I know. I got the answer. He got the hell away from Adam Gaze. Just like Robbie Anderson did, he's balling out. Just like Devontae Parker did, first year after he got rid of Gaze, it was the best season he's ever had. He's playing well. Just like Kenyon Drake, just like Jarvis Landry. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Le'Veon Bell... Wait till you see what he's got in store for us. <laughs> this franchise is a goddamn garbage, garbage dump. It's a garbage dump. It's a garbage dump. Everything Gaze touches dies. Everything. He was in our division. He was in our division. We watched it for three years. We watched it. For three years, we watched him destroy a team. We didn't need to hire private investigators to figure out what Adam Gaze was all about. Anybody that had ever been around him would tell you he's a nut job. The only person, the only person that vouched for him was Peyton Manning. The same Peyton Manning that didn't want to come and play here. Twice. College, free agency, I ain't got nothing to do with the Jets. But the Johnsons, they take his word. We have put our franchise future in big trouble. That's what we've done. We've brought in a man that does not allow us to assess our offensive talent, and we are in a rebuild. If you cannot properly assess your offensive talent or your talent in general on your team in a rebuild, you're wasting your damn time. That's literally what we just did with Todd Bowles. We got rid of him because he wasn't good enough. He wasn't a coach that put players in positions to make plays. 
and he was wasting our time in a rebuild. And we just did it again. We brought in another guy that was even worse. And we gave him our franchise quarterback. That's what we did. I'm going to go to the callers. Because we're going to keep it real tonight about this football team. I'm, I'm so tired of being a Jets fan. I'm tired of incompetence. I'm tired of losing. So we're going to go to the callers. We're also going to go to the chat as well. All my boys in the chat, all the savages in the chat. We're coming to you. I want to hear from you folks. If this is your first time listening to me, whether it be on Blog Talk or any of the other platforms that I stream on, because I do stream while I do my live radio show, we talk to the people in the chat, man. They're called the savages. Why? Because they get savage. And it's that time. Because the Jets are, are a dumpster fire. Our dumpster fire. If you want to call in, 515-602-9639. Do not call in Curtin on my show. I will get your ass out of here faster than Adam Gates can call a stream on 3rd and 40. 3rd and 40. Faster than Adam Gates can call a stretch play with Frank Gore. Faster than Adam Gates can alienate star players. Faster than Adam Gaines can ruin the career of a talented young offensive player. I get your ass out of here faster than that. Oh my God. Being a Jets fan sucks. It sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. We're gonna go to the phone lines right now. We're gonna go we're gonna go to Elias. Elias, man, talk to me about what you thought about watching the Jets completely get destroyed against the Dolphins. Joe, what's happening, man? How you doing? <laughs> what's going on? Give me your thoughts about this game. How did you feel about hey, man. Adam Gaze and his play calling? Man, today's my birthday, and all I could ask is to get this clown fired, but, man, that's not happening. But anyways, um, yeah, that game was a disaster. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, we brought this clown in to be the AFC East guy, and we haven't we haven't beaten AFC East team. I think we beat well, how many times? Twice. Yeah, and one of them was just yeah. to a backup squad, and the other one we, yeah. we barely beat the Dolphins once last year. So I don't know how this guy just is just chilling on the bench when his former team is whooping his butt. This is all I want. Fire him, like. I say I don't want him fired because I want the number one pick. He basically guarantees he's the number one pick because he's so bad. But I want him fired, too, to guarantee that he's gone after the year. It's not this, – this team is so incompetent that it doesn't guarantee that he's gone after this year, man. Like, oh. dude, I literally got a notification – after Marcus May made that sick play, I literally got a notification from Yahoo Sports that said, just highlight, yes, you're reading this correctly. Like, we're just the – we're the – we're the Knicks, dude. It's just it's awful. Like it's worse. It, it, it's just, insane. It's not. We don't just lose. We lose horribly. Adam Gase has more double-digit losses in his career than winning. I mean, than wins. Ugh. That that's that says everything. I, I mean, it, it's Ugh, just man. And I, I want to thank you for calling in. I, I, I'm just mind blown at the state of incompetence here. And you brought you you touched on so many topics. You're bringing the fire early. For me, 
right? If, if I own a football team, if I'm Christopher Johnson, and this is going to be my first question for you. When you look at what we see here, at what point do you step in and say, you know what, look, I, I'm going to stop this. I'm, I'm going to stop this from happening. I'm going to get rid of this guy because I want to save my franchise quarterback and save my football team. When do you think Christopher Johnson will finally step in and step up as an owner and get this guy out of here? So if I was the owner, I actually wouldn't step in at all. I would have the pirate, the people who actually know what they're doing, the football people, make those decisions. So I'm not having some stupid triangle reporting structure where both the coach and the GM are in charge. I'm having, like, the proper yeah. reporting structure where coach reports to GM, GM reports to me. Dude, owners, stay out of the way. Like, just go count your money or something. Christopher Johnson, go work on your damn, like, baby powder or whatever. I would just say, Joe Douglas, you make the call, man. But also, at the same time, if, if Joe Douglas was like, well, I think I think Gase is the right guy, man. I love the bubble screens and the runs of Frank Gore, who's a very great offensive weapon on third and 45. I think that's bringing a lot to our team, and we're tr- clearly trying to win a Super Bowl this year. And I think that's going to really help us out. And I think Le'Veon Bell was not – keeping us from having the best uh, culture in sports. Yeah, if he was saying that, then I'd be like, yeah, of course, you're gone too, man. But, um, yeah, I think owners should stay out of the way unless it gets this bad, unless you got, like, a guy like John Isdick or Mike McCagnus or your GM as your GM. Just don't don't hire those guys in the first place. Just make the right hire and just set it and forget it, man. Yeah. What were your thoughts about the play of Joe Flacco? Because I know people talk about Sam on a weekly basis, struggling with oh mechanics and footwork and, and and things breaking down. But let me tell you something. I watched Joe Flacco out there, and this guy has won a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he's, he's had an MVP before, and he looks frantic, frantic out there as well. What were your thoughts about his play and that 28-yard sack that he took? Dude, I died laughing when he did that, but – so you you think that you think he played you think he played scared? I actually disagree. He played like he couldn't get care less. That's what it looked like. He was just so loosey goosey, like he just didn't care. He's like, I'm just gonna run back, and if I get sacked, who cares, man? We're not winning. He, he wasn't scared. He's like, oh, I don't care. You know, we win, we lose. Who cares, man? Like he, he looks like he's here to make some money and to hang out with his boys on the bench, like. Like he he and like the when he played the Cardinals, I I was watching this other Jet show that takes those calls and stuff, and this kid was like, "Oh well, he he played better than Sam." I'm, are we watching the same thing? But at least with Sam, you get those sparks with that that upside. You know, Joe Flacco doesn't have any upside. Like, you know, yeah. he's way past his prime. But you know, he's a backup quarterback. I'm I'm not expecting much. It's a lot miles better than what we had with like Luke Falk and David Fales last year. Like, yeah. I was better than that. And I, I like the Joe Flacco signing. But, like, at this point, would you care if you're some backup quarterback? You know your career's almost over. The team's not going anywhere. You got a clown for a head coach. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. Well, Elias, I want to thank but you for calling in, man. I gotta get... You can't take a 28-yard sack. That, that's unacceptable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I got to get back to these lines. Got a lot of calls, so – Thank you for calling in, man. You have a good night. Absolutely, man. Have a good night. Whew. Elias calling in with the fire. I'm talking about the absolute fire. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. The way that this team is playing, the way that, the, that we're looking, it's, it's ridiculous. 
But I'm going to keep going with these lines. Keep coming to the next caller. Caller, I want to I want to get your thoughts about this football team and the way they played against the Dolphins. How do you do? Um, I believe we've talked before <laughs> on that jersey yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. How's it going? What are your thoughts about? Let me let me just ask you this question. Why is Adam Gay still our head coach at this point? Why? You no, know, I was going to ask you the same what is question. The reason? Well, should, if we're going to see Steve Smith for a minute, but why? Why is he still the coach? He's on their own five, and not going anywhere. Why is he still the coach? Started being Steve Smith, but that's how I feel right now. My head is still spinning from it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I, 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 mean, just, I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I just don't get it. Win this week anyway, but to get shut out like that—that's another story altogether. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the fact that Gore still gets more carries and more targets in the passing game than P. Ryan, even though Le'Veon Bell is gone now? I mean, what are your thoughts about Adam Gaines yeah. and his usage of these backs? I don't think Gaines is a cool the way he's doing. To be honest with you. And, you know, he's, he's doing one direction. The team is going somewhere else. I mean, this, you know, it's just, you know, being so uh, discombobulated. I mean, Gore's too old. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's going to be gone another year or so. And they did the right thing by leaving Bell. Well, Bell didn't want to be there anyway. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it was just wasted space that they were putting on him. So that's the right move. I mean, was they going to change our fortunes? Well, I had a clear of hope that it would, but it didn't. That was that was a yeah. that was a bad move, you know. If you if if you're not if you don't want to be there, then why are you there? Yeah, yeah. You know the thing. Are is, you like, shocked? To, you know. Go ahead. Am I, am I shocked at what? No, go. I, I was just I was just asking. Are you shocked that our tight ends aren't getting as much usage as well either? Like we're still trying to figure yeah, out where's Herndon. We're still trying to figure out where's Gervin. We're not seeing them implementing the passing game much either. Our, are you shocked about that too? Well, to be honest with you, nothing shocks me about this team this season, the way they've been going. I mean, if they did something right, being a miracle, but they're doing everything wrong, why would it shock me? I think I can speak for Jeff fans everywhere. You know, I mean, the way it's going now, do we really expect to uh, see anything turn around? Uh, no. So, you know, any time you see a fumble and whatnot, well, this I thought was going to happen. So, nothing surprises yeah. me about with the tight ends and whatnot. I mean, you know, Gaze, I don't know what Gaze, you know, game plan and strategy is, but uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. And again, yeah. Yeah. until the coach at this point doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm beside myself. I just, I, I just can't believe that the team is playing like this. We're just a complete, just utter mess. It's ridiculous, man. But I want to thank you for calling in. I got to keep getting to these mm-hmm. lines. These lines are hot. So uh, you have a good night, I'm man. Sure. I'll try. <laughs> Oh, man, let me tell you something. Jets fans are pissed off, and I am too. Like, I'm a fan just like everybody else. I love this team. I'm going to keep coming to the lines again if everybody wants to call in. It's 515-602-9639. Please be patient. We have quite a bit of people on the lines. I will get to everybody tonight. Believe me, you will get your chance to talk. Um, again, when you call in, do not curse on my show. I'll get your ass out of here real fast. Faster than Adam Gaze can ruin the offense. That's real fast. <laughs> That's really fast. I try to tell jokes, you know. <laughs> Keep things light. <laughs> I try, you know. 
I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. Go to the savages. Angel Reed, you know, salute to you, Angel Reed. Angel Reed in the chat says, remember, Gaze is an offensive guru. That's why we have the worst offense in the league. <laughs> chat going off, man. The savages are going off in the chat, man. Listen, we're going to get back to these callers. We're going to get back to these callers. Three, four, seven, I'm coming to you. Give me your thoughts about the Jets. Give me your thoughts about us being a laughing stock of the NFL right now. Joe, what's going on, my buddy? What's going on, Rich? Talk to me, man. What are your thoughts about the Jets being a complete laughing stock of the NFL right now? Well, when you when you are looking for an award and you get it, then it's well deserved. Don't you think? Let me tell you a quick story because I always like to tell a funny story here at your show when I call it. Let can we all agree that? that Matt Rule should have been the head coach of the New York Jets in 2020? Or yeah, he, he was there. Yeah, he, okay. he, was, he was there. He was pretty much in. But, you know, we wanted to pick his staff for him. So. <laughs> Matt Rule was asked by Christopher uh, – I'm about to call him Christopher Robin oh. like Winnie the Pooh – by Christopher Johnson if he had a problem yeah. with his staff being picked. And, if, and of course, yeah. he had a problem with that, right? So he's gone out the door. Because Christopher Johnson apparently was that kid that always had to say he was on the injured list when they were picking kids to play, like, touch football and stuff. So he was never a part of the guys. And that's always what he wanted to be. So when he had Adam Gase drop in his lap, Adam Gase yeah. said, yeah, you can give me give me anybody you want. I don't care. I'll, 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 I'll do whatever you want, boss. And you can't blame Adam Gase for that because if I go to jail for fraud – and then I'm giving a and then after I get out I'm giving a job as a treasury. Is it my fault that I got that job, or is it the people who hired me's fault that I got that job? Okay. So in reality, yeah. you you can say you can say all you want about Adam Gates, Adam Gates, Adam Gates, Adam Gates. It's Christopher Johnson who's the problem, and it's yeah. and that's always going to be a problem because what. The last caller you touched upon about the GM and coach shouldn't report to the to, to the owner. They should just yeah. hire a president for football operations to work with Joe Douglas and the Johnsons just yeah. go away. And that's it. Yeah. 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 And you listen, I'm right there with you. Rich. I've, I've talked. We've talked about that so many times on the show. We talked about the reporting structure and why it may not work well here. I've always been a fan of the coach reporting to the GM and the GM reporting to the owner. But when you have, you know, the owner or the coach and the GM pretty much on equal footing and they're just both reporting to the owner, I think you kind of see some of the things that we have here, some of the issues. But I want to go into this game with you, Rich, because, man, this was disgusting. What are your thoughts about the Jets only converting two-third downs in the entire game? There were two more than I than than I had pegged for the whole day, to be honest. Um, oh my God. Watching the game, you could just tell everybody's just there. They just want to. It's like when you go to visit your in-laws on a Sunday. It's like, oh God, when is this over? So I could just leave and do something else. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. Okay. People keep reporting. Has Adam Gates lost the, the locker room? Yeah, like at the end of last season, or excuse me, after week one of this season. Okay. So. Oh. 
people could, could, could keep saying and asking the questions. Look at the Jets players right now. None of them look motivated to do anything. Okay? They're just there. They're just there to collect the paycheck and go home and hope that somebody out there is watching so that next year they could go to a, tier, to a good team or somebody will pay them to, <clears throat> better to, to be on a more competitive team. My wife had yeah. the line of the year when Joe Flacco took the 28-yard sack. We're sitting here watching it. She doesn't watch football, but she was just sitting here in the room while I was watching it. And she looks up and she sees Joe Flacco. She's like, is he running the wrong way? I said, yes, he is. <laughs> and then when he got hit, she looked right at me and she said, you know, I don't think I'm going to get the vaccine for the Roro. And I was like, why not? <laughs> she was like, isn't the guys who own this team the ones that are coming up with it? And I was like, oh. yes. And she was like, well, I'm good then. I, I, <laughs> I'm not getting it. <laughs> that had me crying for hours on oh, end, man. just thinking about it. <laughs> so... Yeah. It, it, it's like we're just we're just there, and for everybody that thinks that oh yes Trevor Lawrence is going to be the answer to our prayers, how much you want to bet Trevor Lawrence goes? Mm, I could stick around for my senior year, you know. No, it's oh, not man. a big deal. Yeah. And then what you're going to do? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that that and uh, you know we're we're actually going to talk about that. I got you know some things coming up, some ideas. I'm telling you, <laughs> that could. That could hurt us in, in more ways than I think some people know. Uh, you know, I'm not a big drafting Trevor Lawrence guy, but, I, you know, I have some alternatives that, that could work out for us if he does come out. And if he doesn't, well, <laughs> there could be some issues, especially going forward building this football team. But I want to get back to this game with you. And you talked uh-huh. about it. You know, just just watching the quarterback play, just watching Joe Flacco struggle. And that just, to me, leads me, again, back to Adam Gaze and, the offensive play calling and the coaching that's supposed to be there. And what shocked me, and you talked about that 28-yard sack, and then we immediately heard right after the 28-yard sack that that was the first time, right after that play, that was the first time the entire game that Adam Gaze had had a conversation with Joe Flacco. That was the first time he went over there and talked to him, and then immediately Loggins went over there and started coaching him as well. Don't you think that says something about his lack of coaching you know, knowledge or about his lack of, of of understanding how to coach QBs when he does not talk to him? Because that's not something that we see out of Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Doug Peterson, any of these guys. Once that offense comes off the field, they're immediately there with their QB, whether it be young or old, working over things, watching plays, watching this, watching that. But we constantly see Adam Gaze way away from everybody, staring into his play sheet, just drawing stuff up. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, man? What are your thoughts on that that report being put out there and them exposing him yet again as a bad coach? I mean, we we spoke about this a, a couple weeks ago here in your show. Adam Gates is just oblivious to everything that's going on around him for uh, 60 minutes of football because he's always got his head buried in the in his uh, play sheet, which I, that'd be the last thing that I look at if I were him. Because that's where all these problems are starting from, that play sheet. He's just not there. Like, I, like, like that example that you just gave with him talking to Joe Flacco for the first time after taking that massive sack, it shows that the coach doesn't care anymore either. He's just there. Like, yeah. everybody is just there. Nobody yeah. is motivated to do anything. And the Johnsons should be looking at this and thinking to themselves, especially Christopher, because he's the one in charge right now, you know, we are the laughing stock of the NFL. 
if the fans can pick up on the fact that because they they put a spotlight on that on on, on CBS when Joe Flacco and Adam Gates were talking, if everybody yep. at home could see the fact that our coach is incompetent, the fans could see it, the announcers could see yep. it. What are we becoming to the world of football? Because right now, if you don't fire Adam Gates before the season's over, do you think? Trevor Lawrence, even if they say in the offseason he's fired, Trevor Lawrence could say before the offseason even starts that he's going back to stay another year in college. Do you think anybody with any sense is going to say, I'm going to go sign with the Jets because I want to go play with Sam Darnold, even though that there's an uncertainty as to who the head coach is going to be? Do you think that fans, you know where it's showing the most? In the ratings. These are the lowest ratings in the history of Jets football ever, even during the cold tight era. People are running away in droves from the NFL. And no, excuse me, Jets football. I can't speak for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because, oh, some guy took a knee and now people are mad so they stop watching. No, it's because when your team is bad, okay, you can have a bad team that tries, like the Bengals and the Giants, but you can have a team that's just there unmotivated to do anything, and that's the New York Jets right now. And it's in every facet of the team. I remember at one point, yeah. right right before Joe Sa- Flacco took that 28-yard sack, they showed Joe Douglas on the screen. What was he doing? Playing Candy Crush or something yeah. on his phone. He wasn't even interested in what was going on on the field. <laughs> so yeah. the whole team, uh, from the bottom, from the top to the bottom, everybody is just there to collect a check. They don't care. Nobody and why would they? Why, if me and you right now were on the Jets, what would we be talking about? What's going to happen after the game? What's going to happen before the game? Well, what are we doing next? Yeah. Few, you know, the next few days, we wouldn't care about. Oh, we have this team to play this week or whatever, because the coach, the owner, the GM, everybody shows they don't care. So why should I? Why should you? Why should anybody else? Yeah. So on top of losing all the money that you're losing from fans not being in the stands. You are losing even more money from the fact that pretty soon they're going to start bumping your, your stuff off of TV if they, if they feel the need to because you're not projecting the ratings that you should be projecting. But what do I yeah. know on this defense? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm right there with you. I think this is, this is the worst Jets team I've ever watched in my entire time as a fan of this football team, my entire fan. I have never seen a team so unprepared, so unmotivated, so – you know, quick to quit. I've never seen a team like this, ever. I've never seen a team so horribly coached, and that leads me to my last question for you because this is being thrown around and people are coming at me with it left and right. Do you think that this Jets team goes 0-16? Honestly, look at the schedule. I mean, we've already played the other two teams from the NFC East. We might have a shot at, you know, uh, 21-14 loss to the Patriots if they keep going in the direction that they're going. But beyond that, where on that schedule do you see anywhere at all, hmm, this is a game we could win. No, this is a game we could win. I don't see it anywhere. So I ha- I think there's an absolute 100% chance, even if you fire Adam Gates oh. tomorrow, doesn't matter who takes over the helm, okay? Even if you freaking back up a, a dump truck full of money to Bill Parcells' door or – Whatever. doesn't matter who takes over. This team right now does not have the weapons on either side of the ball, does not have the discipline, doesn't have anything. So at this rate, 
doesn't matter. You could have Vince Lombardi reincarnated into somebody else, and we are not going to win a game this year. Oh, I, I, I believe, I believe, I believe. Honestly, we'll see. We'll see them kind of do something against a bad team, but ultimately fail in the end when it comes to these games this year. And that's how oh, I feel man. about it. Because looking at them, they don't look like a team that wants to do anything but just get this over with and go home. Yeah, well, I want to thank you for calling in, Rich. This was great speaking to you. You know. It sucks being a Jets fan, but we will get through it together, man. You have a good night. You too. Thanks for having me on, buddy. All right. You have a good one. Man, Rich calling in. I'm talking. Just just giving us real talk. Spitting fire, spitting facts. This is tough, man. It is tough. And I don't, I, you know, I love this team, you know, with all my heart. And I don't want to say that I think we'll go on 16, but I tell you what, this, this things aren't looking good. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to say that, man. I, I need, I need this team to try to muster something, put something together and turn it around. But I don't know if we'll ever get there. I'll keep going with the lines and I'm going to go to savages really quickly. Omar in the chat. Omar says statistically, if the jets remain winless, the 2020 jets are on pace to be the worst team in NFL history. Yep. He said they're on pace to be outscored more than the winless bucks of the 1970s. That's tough, man. That that's a that's tough, but it is what it is. This is a situation that's been put forth to us because of horrific ownership, bad roster management, and hiring bad coaches. This is this is, is what it is. So I'm gonna go back to the lines. I'll go back to the lines really quickly. Mikey, we're coming to you. I want you to talk to me about what you saw in this Dolphins game against the Jets. Give me your thoughts on, on this team as a whole. Hello? Yeah, hello. we can hear you. What, what are your thoughts about yeah, what's this, uh, this? What's going on? What are your thoughts about this Jets loss to the Dolphins, man? I thought it was kind of funny, to be honest. Listen, man, I told you what's so funny about us getting blown out. You know, it's just, I feel like I'm becoming an Adam Gase sympathizer a little bit. And um, the reason why I think it's funny is because usually um, from where I live in New Jersey, I'm sandwiched between like three Bills fans and the rest of them are Giants fans. And for like the past Mm -hmm. 17 years, I've just been mercilessly bullied, like high school slammed into locker bullying. Just like, hey, Mickey, you know, uh, if you ever want to be a fan of a real team, come come on over to Big Blue. And I'm like, yeah, guys, that's never going to happen. This week, this week was different. Like I saw them. Like I was at CVS minding my own business. I'm in I'm, I'm in line. And they're looking at me, and I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to make fun of me, and I got to pretend like it doesn't hurt my feelings, even though it does. So I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do it. And they come up to me, and they didn't even bother making fun of me. They're just like sympathetic. They're just like, hey, man, like I know you're going through a rough time right now, and I'm just like. This is worse. This is absolutely worse than you guys trying to make me Giants fans. So I, I think I think just I think the stars aligned a certain way and now I'm just willing to accept everything. Wow. Man. <laughs> and I know a lot of Jets fans that feel just like you, where they're just kinda like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. I'm just done. They're kinda checking out. And it sucks. It really does suck because 
look, I, I get that we weren't going to be a great team. We all knew that going into the season that we were going to have issues. Uh, the roster wasn't there yet. Nobody believed in the coaching. I damn sure didn't believe in Adam Gaze. But to see this team come out and be so completely lifeless and uncompetitive, it's insane. I mean, what were your thoughts about the play of Joe Flacco in this game? Because I thought that he was atrocious. Like some of the some of the things he were doing out there, some of the throws he missed, the throwing off his back foot, the running for the twenty eight yard sack. I mean, that was that was pretty embarrassing, no? Uh, I don't think it was embarrassing, and uh, I don't think it was embarrassing at all because actually I have a confession to make, and might as well make it on the Long Beach Joe Show. It wasn't actually Joe Flacco playing quarterback for the New York Jets against the Dolphins <laughs> this week. It was me wearing a Joe Flacco mask playing quarterback for the New York Jets. It was you? It was you the whole time? That's funny. I'm being serious. Like, I felt oh. like I did way too much. Like, anyone could play quarterback for the Jets. So, you know, I got a little bit of the Scooby-Doo going on. I got a mask. And, you know, I just kind of walked in because they left the front door open. And, you know, I took a couple of snaps. And I'm like, wow, this is for real. <laughs> and, you know, I can honestly say oh, I'm trying my best. <laughs> There's no, there's no other way for me to explain that, you know. Like, I tried to kind of support him a little bit last week when I was like, you know, the man was a Super Bowl MVP, he's won a Super Bowl, but you know, it really, it just, I feel bad that the Jets put him on the field. It's almost a situation like you guys knew that Joe was not going to be, he, he, there's no way he could handle that. Maybe you should have gotten. Uh, I don't know, one of the other nameless quarterbacks that's on the roster or something. Joe looked like he was scared, and I've been scared before, and that's how you react when you're scared. I've seen horror movies before. The killer's chasing behind you. You don't run outside the safety. You run upstairs and stuff. That's stuff you do when you're scared. I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, my last question for you, Mikey, and I love, I love talking to you, man. <laughs> my last question for you is, do you think the Jets will go 0-16 this year? Uh, so I tweeted you a stat that, uh, Rod, uh, Marinella, I think his name was the head coach of the Detroit mm-hmm. Lions. Uh, when they went 0 and 16 in 2008, he was the head coach for the entire duration of the season. Um, they did not fire him at any point. They were like, yeah, maybe he'll get a win by 16, but he lost them all. So I am actively planning on the Jets going 0 and 16. Oh. I don't want them to go 0 and 16, but every time I put my faith in this team, the past three years, they figured out a way to make me look like a clown, and make me look like a clown to everyone I know. I can't even like say that like like I'd be surprised that we're gonna go 0 and 16 because there's no effort. I don't even think necessarily like a lot of people are saying that you know this team's just bad. We're bad across the board, and we are. But I do think. Effort is a big part of it. I just don't feel like there's anyone playing to their potential, which means makes me think yeah. that no one on the team wants to go wants to get a win this season, which is I think is kind of worse than just having a bad team. I think we might yeah. we might have been able to get maybe one or two wins this season, but no one wants to play for Gase. Gase will not be fired. CJ2K is probably on a yacht somewhere. I don't. I'm convinced the Johnsons don't even remember that they own the Jets, so I don't know why everyone's <laughs> taking in on them. Like they're probably somewhere like, oh, Joe Flacco. He did. Who's Joe Flacco? He's he was the quarterback to start for the Jets. Who's the Jets? It's the team that you guys own. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they got a head coach. They'll figure it out. All right, Joe. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna go. 
Eventually, the NFL, everyone's been talking about it, the NFL is eventually going to treat the New York Jets like a 45-year-old that still lives in their basement. They're going to, tell, they're going to come downstairs while we're eating our Hot Pockets. They're going to be like, listen, New York Jets football team, you haven't won a Super Bowl since Picasso was alive. If you guys don't get your act together, you're going to go back to college. And by go back to college, they're going to demote us back to college, and they're probably going to take Clemson. They're going to be like, hey, Clemson, do you want to be in an NFL team? We can separate the Carolinas, probably what's going to happen, because it does not look like we actually want to be an NFL team. We just want to get a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. But I got to get back to the rest of these calls, Mikey. Thank you for calling in, man. It was good talking to you. Of course, man. Take it easy. All right, you have a good one. Oh, man, love talking to Mikey. When he calls in, he's hilarious. <laughs> Tells a lot of jokes. It's tough. It's tough being a fan. I try to laugh as well. You laugh through the pain. You try your best. You know what I'm saying? But it, let me tell you, being a fan of this team sucks. It completely sucks. Oh, so we're going we're gonna to keep going to the callers, but I got to hit the savages really quickly in the chat. They're going off. Salute to everybody. Salute to all the savages. Salute to everybody that's listening to me, no matter where you're listening to me from. Again, if you want to call in, it is 515-602-9639. Do not call in. Cursing on my show, I'll get you out of here. Get you out of here faster than Joe Flacco can run 28 yards backward for a sack. <laughs> Cam Reynolds in the chat. Yo, salute to you, Cam. Cam says this is definitely Adam Gaze's last year coaching football. I mean, Pee Wee League, middle school, even in Madden's coach mode. Damn. <laughs> oh, Adam Gaze can't even start a franchise. <laughs> he can't even coach his own franchise. Oh, oh man. So we're going to go back to the callers. Next caller up. Give me your thoughts about this Jets loss to the Miami Dolphins, 24-0. Hey, what's up, Joe? It's Val Outlaw from the chat. Val, what's going on, my man? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. You know, just going, trying to get through these games, you know, it is very tough. It is very tough being a Jets fan right now. Man, isn't it? Listen. Val, listen, it, it it sucks being a Jets fan right now. So let's let's go ahead and get right into this game. I want to get your Shit, thoughts on the fact that. that we only had two third down conversions the entire game. <laughs> Can you it talk to ridiculous. me about that, man? <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It's just like I was just watching a whole bunch of like this whole game. We were just sitting there punting the ball. It's just like, what are we doing? Oh. I'm like, at least go for it. At least have some type of you know you know, um, some type of strength to actually, you know, get the first down. It's just, it's crazy, man. I, I can't believe what is going on this year. But um, these past two years, because this is just this year. I mean, this whole year has just been like a downgrade of how yeah. everything is going. But, yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely has been, man. It's it's it's, it's just mind blowing mind-blowing that we only got two third-down conversions the entire game. But the thing that pissed me off the most was watching Adam Gaze on on third and two run a a garbage-ass play and then turn around on fourth down, down 24 points in the fourth quarter, and he punted with 12 minutes left. Now, what are your thoughts? We're seeing that on like a weekly basis where he makes just an idiotic coaching decision. I mean, what were your thoughts when you saw that, man? Listen, 
This is this is my thing. I said this. I said this in the comments. I'm like, is he a part of this tank? Like, is this is this some type of plan that the Johnsons and Joe Douglas got like as a plan? Because they're they're sitting here running. Okay, yeah, that play was terrible. Like, I don't understand why they're like you know punting the ball every time. That's why I said this whole game has just been nothing but punts. I'm like, man, we have no fight, no dog in us at all. So it's just like, man. Is he a part of the tank? Is he going to come back next year? Like, I don't know what is going on. Or is this really his play calling? Because if it is, I'm, I don't even know how he got this job. Like, I don't even yeah. know why we even listened to Peyton Manny in the first place. Because, one, Peyton Manny, he, like, he bypassed us, of course, with the draft. He stayed, uh, yeah. I think, an extra year or something like that. So, and yeah. – um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the the fact checks on that. But then on top of that, when he was a free agent, he basically didn't even sit down with us. He didn't even give us no sit down or even a meeting. So why all of a sudden we listening to, I'm listening to him about Adam Gase. Like I don't understand yeah. about the Johnsons. Yeah, it, it's <sighs> watching yeah, this guy. Yeah, watching this guy coach and do some of the things that he's done, it's just been completely insane. Completely yeah, man. insane. It's just, it's, it's just mind-boggling. But... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. Like, you, like you were saying, the fact that he's still on, the fact that he is still a head coach of this team after watching that game that we just watched is completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But I want to get your thoughts like on I... this as well, Val. Go, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, like I was saying, like, I'm guessing he's the perfect coach to tank. I don't know. Like, I I really don't know what is going on because there's, like, there's no communication between him and the teammates. There's no quarterback coach. So, obviously, the quarterbacks is, like, having nobody else to voice their opinion but Adam Gase. And, you know, he really doesn't have a voice at all because he's not a leader. So, it's just like, man, it's just just ridiculous. But go, um, go ahead with your question. Yeah, you know, it's it just to me, it's like you said, it's just completely mind boggling. But I think the thing that really blows my mind and the thing I'm most concerned about is when you have a coach that is as bad as Adam Gaze is at his job, it doesn't allow you to properly evaluate talent here. Right. We're seeing guys like Brian Tannehill have success away from games. Devontae oh, Parker, Kenya Drake, all these other guys. How concerned are you that we're really? Truly. I mean, hell, we just got rid of Le'Veon Bell, a Hall of Fame back. How concerned are you that we are squandering offensive talent on this football team? It's like it's like basically if you do good, we're trading you away. That's how I see it. It's like everybody is for sale. If you have value, you're going next week. Okay, you you got a sack? All right, you're going. It's just, it's just like, man, I swear, if we didn't have Crawford, we will be done. Like, this, we wouldn't even be scoring. We wouldn't even be getting no first downs because the tight ends, are, they're, they're non-existent. Like, everybody's just lifeless. Like, this whole team is lifeless. I feel bad for, all right, um, Greg Williams. Like, Greg Williams, he was catching some heat because he actually talked up about, you know, Adam Gase. I mean, he didn't really say Adam Gase, but he was just saying everything is not on defense. It's just basically the defense is playing the whole game because the offense, they're punting the ball most of the time because we're not going for nothing. And, you know, the line is not holding up at all. It's looking like yeah. it's looking worse than last year. I mean, because, you know, we don't have big ticket in there. So it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, my final question for you, Val, and again, I want to thank you for calling in. Calling in is, mm-hmm. do you think the Jets go zero and sixteen? Man, um, the only uh, man, <laughs> the, our only chance, to be honest, for us to actually win was was that game with Bronc against the Broncos. That I feel like that was the game that we should have won, and um. I would say the Dolphins probably because they just got two as the starter. But well, after we just saw, I don't think so. I think we might be going 0-16. I don't think we're beating the Patriots. We're not going to beat that defense. I mean, come on. How many defense that we just go against that we just completely just, just flat down and had no life against? You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's terrible. Yeah. And, and yeah. my last thoughts um, real quick. I know you're not a big fan of this man, Jamal Adams, but I felt like he was right, man. Like, <laughs> I felt like he was right. I mean, I could understand he was young. He was a young talent. He was, you know, he's not just – he's a, he's coming from a winning environment. He's not going to just sit there and just um, wash, his way, wash his way from his career just because of Adam Gates. Like, he knew he wasn't a true leader, and he's seen how, like, the ownership – is fully behind him if this if the owner's coming out and saying he's a brilliant mind and everybody's looking at them like what are you watching a game? Let me say this: Adam Adam Gase is lucky there is no fans and no stands. That's the only reason why he's still a coach right now. There was no if there was fans, it would be a completely different story right now. Oh, because yeah. we could would it be? Yep. Yeah, Val. Listen, I hear you, man. I got to keep going to these lines, Val, man. I want to thank you for calling in, bro. It was good to hear from you. Please call in next time I do a show, my friend. No problem, Joe. Keep doing what you're doing. I've been watching you for probably four-plus years. I'm glad your show is growing. I love the growth, man. Keep doing your thing. Everybody like and subscribe to this minute. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate your support, man. Thank you. You have a good night. All right, man. You too. Whew, Val calling in. Man, listen, and again, I want to thank everybody for watching me wherever you're watching me from. It's a dark week. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, you know. It sucks. It sucks being a fan of this team. It sucks watching us lose the way we lose, just coming out being completely uncompetitive. I mean, it just it, – it, it really takes the fun out of, out of watching this football team. It takes the fun out of being a Jets fan. But we're trying to stick it out the best that we can, and we'll make it through together. I'm going to keep banging on these lines, keep going to the callers again if you want to call in. It's 515-602-9639, all right? Call in. It's time to vent. Air your frustration. Do not curse on my show or I will get you out of here as fast as possible, faster than Chris Herndon can drop a pass. (laughs) Oh, you got to laugh. You got to laugh a little bit. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. Kathy Galenti says, Joe, love the show. Yo, salute to you, Kathy. Good to see you in here. Rudy, Junior Rudy says, I think what pissed me off was not kneeling in the halftime, risking a turnover and giving Miami good field position. I'm surprised no one has brought that up. Yeah, you know, I know there were people that were upset about that. I could see him trying to build some type of, you know, offensive cohesion going in a half. But, yeah, I, I hear you, Rudy. I know a lot of people were frustrated that he didn't just kneel and go in the halftime. So, I'm going to get back to these callers. Again, 515-602-9639. You can call in. Do not curse on my show. <sighs> Coming to you, caller, let me know your thoughts about this Jets game. 
Let me know your thoughts about the, the team losing to the Miami Dolphins 24 to 0. Hello? Yeah, caller, you're on. What are your thoughts about the Jets losing to the Dolphins 24 to 0? I think it speaks volumes about Adam Gase. I think, I honestly thought that was the game he was going to get fired only because it was his former team. You see how Devontae mm-hmm. Parker playing. You see all these guys flourishing around the league. And we just, we we couldn't even get a first down until like the second half. Like, what more do you see in Adam Gase? But I honestly yeah. think Joe Douglas, I honestly think he's going after this, the end of the season. I think Joe Douglas is going to keep him there until we go 0-16, until we ensure that we got the number one overall pick. And then he's gone. There's no, he, he, has, he hasn't earned no right to stay and use that pick. He hasn't. He doesn't deserve that privilege. Nah, he got to go. Yeah, and and I want to thank you for calling in. You're bringing up a lot of great points. You know, I could see – I would rather have him fired in season because if you watch what he's doing out there on the field, it's completely ridiculous. I mean, we can't even – we can't even – yeah, it it is. That's why I laugh because it is laugh. It's a a damn joke. (laughs) Like, we literally are a joke. I mean, people are making jokes about us. Uh, The the announcers, the guys that were doing the game. The game announcers were laughing. They were they were laughing at the Jets. They were telling jokes. They they're telling jokes about us, you know, on other games, talking about how bad we are. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the thing to me that blows my mind is our our inability to assess offensive talent through this game because he doesn't utilize our players as, as like our young players like they should be. I mean, what are your thoughts about him not using P Ryan and giving him the bulk of the carries like he promised would happen? Oh my God. That's, and he's so full of it because before when we, we, we released Le'Veon Bell, it was, oh, P. Ryan is going to get the bulk of the touches. I can't wait to use P. Ryan. Now, Le'Veon Bell is gone. You don't use P. Ryan. It's like he's – I don't know if he's – like, I don't understand what's wrong with his mind. I don't understand what's wrong with his brain. We, we're not going nowhere. You're running a 37-year-old running back. That is so boring to watch as a fan. That is just, like, why would I sit there and watch that? And that's what I did, though. Being a dumb fan, <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> I, you know, it, it just blows your mind. It just boggles my mind, that situation, especially when we're seeing other players that he's coached go other places and be successful. It starts to make you wonder. Did you, did you hear his the excuse? Uh, did you hear go his ahead. excuse as to why he didn't um, use P. Ryan? He said he didn't like I know his he... body language. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I, he I, is I've heard, crazy. you know, <laughs> I've heard every excuse in the book out of him. I remember he was, when before he got rid of Le'Veon Bell, people used to ask him all the time. Well, in the last game before he did, people said, hey, listen, why aren't you using Le'Veon in a passing game against the Cardinals? And he goes, well, I don't really like the matchup with the safeties. I mean, linebackers, yeah, but safeties, no. Le'Veon literally built his career off of beating corners, safeties. Every, he beats everybody. <laughs> That's why he's Just contradicting himself. Oh, <laughs> and that, and that should have been that should have been the hell oh. in the coffin. We should have – the owners should have seen – him releasing Le'Veon Bell, the owners should have seen, like, yeah, okay, he has to go. He, you can't utilize Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Man. Bell. Le'Veon Bell, but like he can't. He doesn't. He can't come up with a play. But I want. It's um, insane. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you, um, like, 
who is your um, top coaching candidate? And I know you don't really – you're not a big fan of the Trevor Lawrence thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like that the media is like they're basically telling him not to come here. Like, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. like that. I I believe if if he can win in New York, he would be so beloved by us. Yeah. And like we yeah. we are cher- we are we are cherished that forever. If he was able to do that. Yeah. Like we did yeah. nothing wrong with us. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing, and, I, and I'll talk about my coaching candidates just a little bit. Uh, to me, Eric B is is the guy that that leads uh, my list for me. I do like, mm-hmm. I know people talk about uh, Matt Campbell. I'm, you know, I, I get that there, but I like Eric B. I like Greg Roman. I love Greg Roman. Um, yeah, and I too. love, uh, I love the Titans offensive coordinator and the Bills offensive coordinator. Uh, I think his name is Debo. And these are really why I like these guys is because pretty much all of them have worked with either young quarterbacks or, you know, the, the Titans offensive coordinator is a quarterback that, uh, you know, or the Titans offensive coordinator is a guy that that's worked with, a quarterback that he's been able to rehab from was dealing with gays, but the rest of them have worked with young quarterbacks and have been able to put an offensive system around those young quarterback skill sets to make them better. Right. I always try to explain to people, everyone bashes Sam for what they're seeing out of him in this system. And this one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I never wanted gays is because I knew his offensive system did not fit Sam Darnold's skill set, because his offensive system is extremely archaic. If you look at the way that we run the football, or you look at the way that we run our offensive uh, side of the ball, it's very static, very little motions. Uh, you're not going to see anything kind of tricky. They they line up and stuff, and they just hike the football. Blame. Well, that stuff works. Yes. Yeah, it works. <laughs> that stuff works like back in the 90s, right, with like Peyton Manning. If you look at the current day NFL offensive scheme, let's 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 pull something out the hat right now. Let's say the Chiefs. Let's say the Chiefs. Let's say the Ravens. Let's say the Saints. Right? Lots of motion, especially the Chiefs. That's why they're so confusing. You don't know what the hell's going on, right? You, before he hikes the ball, Mahomes is making all these calls. Then you start to see uh, Tyreek Hill coming in motion, and you're like, oh my God, is Tyreek? Where is he going? Where is he going to stop? He never stops. Uh, then they hike the ball. He takes off somewhere. Travis Kelsey takes off somewhere. Uh, Sammy Watkins takes off somewhere. You don't know what's going on. And then the running back takes off. He catches the ball out the back, and he's gone. And it's that fast. Exactly. Every single week, you, you look at the offensive scheme that the Ravens are playing. If we took Lamar Jackson, right, and we brought him here and put him in this static offensive scheme that just stands there, and we told him, listen, you just got to stand back in the pocket and throw the ball, do you think he would be as dangerous as he is with the Ravens? No. Absolutely. No, not. he's dangerous because they fit the skill. They fit this offensive system around his skill set. They tell him. I mean, he's not a bad, you know, pocket thrower now. He's definitely gotten better. Uh, but they tell him, listen, kid, you want to make some plays with your feet, make them pay. If they don't, if they don't exactly. you, if they don't keep you in check, if they don't close those lanes, when you take that step, then take off and make their ass pay, burn them. And he does it every time. We're not doing that. Every time. <laughs> We're not doing none of that, man. We're not doing none of that. And the Trevor stuff, listen, I, I, I think the Trevor Lawrence is a phenomenal quarterback. Um, and I'm going to mm-hmm. answer this before I let you go because i got to get back to these callers. But, again, I want to thank you for calling in. These are great questions. I love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a great player. We have bigger problems than Trevor Lawrence. We have a franchise quarterback. We have not surrounded him with anything. I'm talking nothing. I'm talking about no protection, no weapons, and our coach is caca. The worst in the league. And this was the guy that we brought in to save him. We've done Sam nothing but disservice. Nothing. And even though, even then, even with all these issues, we've still seen flashes. The offense is extremely stagnant right now, right? It's even worse mm-hmm. without Sam Darnold. It's even worse. The offense looks even worse. 
even worse. You got a veteran quarterback in there in Joe Flacco, and the offense looks even worse. So I'm gonna say this before I. I, I, th- I think we I think we should utilize that pick to trade down, and get more talent in here. That's what I think we should do with that pick if anyone's asking. But uh, you know, it kind of is what it is. But I got to get back to these callers, man. It was great talking to you. Please call in the next time uh, that I have a show. I love talking to you, and you have a good night. You too. All right, have a good one. Whew, man, listen, I'm going to keep hitting these calls. Love talking to everyone here. Again, 515-602-9639. Love speaking to you folks. Man, it's tough. It's tough being a fan of this football team. It really is tough. Really is tough. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get back to these lines. 610-610, I'm coming to you. Give me your thoughts on this Jets loss to the Dolphins. Caller, what is your thoughts on this Jets loss to the Dolphins? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Are you are you confused about? (laughs) Are you confused why why as it is is Gaze is still our head coach? Are you confused about that? Confused about life. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I hear you. I hear you. I'm absolutely confused myself. What are your thoughts about Joe Flacco and his play in this football game? Doesn't look like he was on. Oh, man. I had to get him out of here. <laughs> he's, he's he's stuck, man. Everybody's upset. We lost him. Hopefully he calls back in. Man, it's a tough time, man. It's a tough time. <laughs> you know? It's a tough time. It's a tough time being a Jets fan, let me tell you. It sucks. This team, this team just can't get itself together. Cannot get itself together. Again, if you want to call in, it's 515-602-9639. Call in. Please do not curse on my show. I'll get you out of here faster. Faster than the Johnsons can ruin a football team. That's, that's pretty fast. They have no clue what they're doing. No clue. I'm going to get to the chat really quickly. Salmon Jets in the chat. Yo, salute to you. Salmon says, before Sunday night, <laughs> I want to gaze his head, but I'm telling you, we can't catch fire. <laughs> we got to get together with games. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I hear you, Salmon. I know people are, are, are looking for the situation. They want the tank and all these other things, but let me tell you, when you cannot properly assess offensive talent in this league, you're going to have issues, man. You cannot have this guy around here doing what he's doing to this franchise. You can't have him making horrific coaching decisions on the field. You cannot do that. It's completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous of what we're seeing. Oh, man. So I'm going to go back to these lines. I'm going to go back to these lines, man. Oh, Chris, we're coming to you. Chris, what are your thoughts about the Jets losing to the Dolphins 24-0? to Hey, Joe. Um, I will get back to your question, but I just got to get three things out of – I just got to get three things out of, um, out, of my, out of my system. Go ahead, man. Um, number one, I'm hearing people saying the Johnsons, the Johnsons, and I need to remind people, Woody is not with us anymore. He's all the way in the political world. The owner is Chris Johnson. 
All right, got that out of the way. Number two, there was a part about someone mentioned why not go for it on fourth down. And if and he and let me remind people, I've seen the Jets go on fourth downs many many times. A word of advice: Don't go. The one thing I need to tell people is. It's a huge mistake if they go for the fourth down. One, they either get an incomplete. Two, they fail on fourth down conversions. Or three, they get an interception. That's just how it is. That's always, that's always been their system on fourth down conversions. That's why I'm against them going for fourth down. And last but not least, number three, the Trevor Lawrence thing, leave the kid alone. He's only in his third year. Let him finish college. That's all I have. Let him finish college. Yeah, well, yeah, and first off, uh, you know, Chris, first off, I want to thank you for calling in. You're always a great caller. Here's here's the deal is that I understand that Woody Johnson is, you know, he's got his foot in the political world, but he still he still has say so with his team. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the decisions that are made on the team, his brother, uh, Chris Johnson, even though he runs the team, a lot of things are still okayed and signed off by Woody. So it's not like Chris Johnson is just – I don't think he's making these choices alone or these decisions alone, at least not checking in with Woody Johnson. I don't think that that's how that works. And I understand uh, your idea about not going for it on fourth down. Let me tell you something. When you're down 24-0 in the fourth quarter with 12 minutes left and your offense has not shown that spark and you're trying to win a football game, you need to go for it on fourth and two. There's no reason to not go for it on fourth and two because otherwise, what are you even doing out there? If you're not trying to win, if you're not trying to put up points, if you're not trying to succeed against other football teams, you might as well just pack it up. You need to put something to produce, to do something, get some type of spark going so that you will have a chance in this football game. And that's my issue with Adam Gaze. My biggest issue with him is I feel like he coaches to lose often. He makes a lot of really bonehead decisions, uh, you know, as far as play calling. And that's, that's where I want to go with you. I want to get your thoughts on his play calling in this game. What were your thoughts about his usage of P. Ryan? Okay. Um, there was another question you asked about what I thought about the loss against the Dolphins, so I'll answer that first. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, okay. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like I said in our previous conversation last week, I haven't watched the Jets game since we lost the AFC Championship to the Steelers. Um, however, I did see the highlights, and I'm not, and it didn't catch me by surprise because that's always been every week. Now for the second question, um, Mr. Peline, I don't know much about him. I don't know his stats. However, I think he would have, but I did hear about his age, and I think he would have been a great use instead of Frank Gore. Um, I guess age does matter due to due to physique. Um, but I think they should have used them. I really do. At least to gain some yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's 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 completely crazy. I mean, you look at this situation, man. It's 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 mind blowing. The way that this team is functioning, the way that we're being coached, the lack of situational awareness. It's just completely mind blowing. But my last question for you, Chris, and again, I want to thank you for calling in. Is do you think the Jets will go zero and sixteen? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no mistake. Absolutely. It doesn't take it doesn't take a it doesn't take a five year old to answer that question. Absolutely. They're gonna go zero and sixteen. I, you know, oh. let me explain why. Let me explain why before you go to the next caller. Because yeah, go first ahead. of all, be, first of all, 
we don't have we don't have the weapons. We don't know much. We don't know much about Mr. Mims. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's gonna play. I don't know if he's even good. You know, um, uh, Mr. P. Ryan. I haven't. I haven't seen him play either. You know, and look. Um, and to top it all off, we don't have. I mean, I mean, who do we have next? We got Buffalo, which is gonna be a sweep. We got KC or New England next. I'm not sure which one. Either way, we're gonna get swept. Um, you know, and then, I mean, the, the chances are, the chances are slim. I don't see it happening. I see, I see it, I see Owen 16 along the way. So I, I really hate to say it, but I mean, facts are facts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Listen, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I got to keep going to these lines. I got callers sure coming in, man. It was good to speak to you tonight, man. Uh, likewise. All right. Bye. All right. You have a good one. Likewise. Ah. Uh, Man, callers just people are just going off, man. It 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 just being a fan of this team is tough. That's all I'm gonna say. Being a fan of this team is extremely tough, man. I mean, oh, it's just watching week after week after week, watching this team just continue to struggle, you know, on every level, whether it be defense, whether it be coaching. They come out, they look unprepared, they look flat, they look like they're not ready. I mean, man, completely ridiculous. But again, everyone, please call in, 515-602-9639. Please call in. I know it's tough. Uh, But, uh, you know, we got to get through it. We can talk about this team. Also, again, everyone watching, I'm wearing pink because I'm a supporter of the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. We're bringing a fight to breast cancer. If you'd like to donate, please. Go to all of my social media. Uh, you can go to Young J Zero Zero Zero, the Long Beach Joe Show as well on Twitter. It has a link up there. If you can donate to the Suzy Komen Foundation through my fundraiser link, it'd be greatly appreciated. All of that money goes directly to Suzy Komen Foundation, bringing the fight to breast cancer. We're gonna finish it. Now I'm gonna get back to these callers. Nine seven three. Give me your thoughts about this Jets loss to the Dolphins, and where do you think the Jets go from here? Hey, Joe. How you doing, man? What's going on, my um, friend? What are your thoughts about this loss, man? Whew. Well, well, let me let me start off from, I think, the most important thing here. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and, and I'm trying to stay calm because it, it, it makes my blood boil when I think about it. But I honestly, I really think Gase is coming back next year. I'm, I'm, oh, my I'm God. I'm happening. <laughs> I know, Joe. I know, Joe. Believe me. How? How? Well, well, let me how? tell you this. Imagine, you just explain to us how. I'll break it down. Imagine you have a batter, right? And he, he's getting yeah. pitches, and the umpire's like, strike one, strike two, strike three, strike four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That guy's not going anywhere. The, the thing <laughs> I think what Gates did, because you can't trust anything they say, because right now this team is the biggest dumpster fire I've ever seen in my life. And yet, Douglas, he's not really worried. Chris Johnson, he's not worried. Gase, eh, he, you know, Gase is the same Gase. He's the same jerk he's been since he's got here. He's not any more freaked out than when he started. So ev- everybody's acting like, hey, everything's going to plan. And Gase is not the kind of guy that if he thought he was fired at the end of this year, 
like they said, hey, Gase, we just need you to go in 16, then we're going to fire you. Do you think Gase would go quietly into the night, or would he be attacking Douglas and attacking Chris Johnson and attacking the players and attacking the fans? He would go off. But no, Gase is, you know, "Ah, don't worry, next week, and we're looking at the tape. Like, he's growing roots here. Um, So I really think Gase is coming back. I I think what Gase's trick was, because we're starting to learn Gase's little tricks here, he doesn't bench players. He likes to pretend they're hurt, and that's why he's not playing them. Um, He did that little scam with Le'Veon Bell. Oh, he's not playing because his hamstrings hurt. And Le'Veon had to come out and say, no, I'm good. You you know, he just benched him. Um, And I think that's what what they're doing to Darnold. You know, oh, Darnold's hurt, Darnold's hurt. No, I think Darnold got benched. You know, it's not out of character for Gase to throw Darnold under the bus, especially after that Broncos game, because I'm sure maybe even Chris Johnson was thinking about firing him, and he said, hey, look, man, this Darnold kid – I'm giving him basic plays. You saw how terrible he is. I can't coach this kid. He's no good. He's a bust. I told you to fire McCagden. He drafted a bust. So, um, you know, Johnson, I'm going to need the rest of the year here. Um, We're probably not going to be good, but don't worry. Uh, We're going to get the number one pick. I'm going to get rid of all the troublemakers. There's a lot of troublemakers in the locker room. I'm going to get rid of them. And and, and this Trevor Lawrence kid, oh, I guarantee we're going to be great next year. I think that is what Gase holds. I think that's his scam right now because every other team oh. in the league, look at Houston, look at Houston, look at the Falcons. They fired people, and even they're not fire sailing their team. People are fired, but people are playing. You know, right? Nobody. They're not selling. They didn't trade Matt Ryan. They didn't trade Julio Jones. They didn't trade. Little they have, they're keeping it. The Jets are trading all the players, everything, every person they can find, they're getting rid of, but Case is still here. It's the complete opposite. So to me, that is not a team that's moving on. That's a coach who's growing like mold on the house that is the Jets. I know. I hate, I hate it, Joe, but oh I, I got to call it like I see it. I got to call it like I see it because I'm not seeing anything that's telling me they're, they didn't even think about firing Gase because he's just uh, – it's the same thing, man. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It, I've it, never seen anything like this in pro sports. I mean, I, I, I'm a Mets fan. Even the Mets aren't this bad. You know, yeah, uh, it's crazy. But, I mean, plenty of teams and, are and rebuilding. Listen, yeah, and, and listen, I hear you. And I hear you. And, and, and you, you know, you, you, you bring up a, a, a decent argument behind it, but – when you watch this football team, when you watch, and I, I could I could see him, you know, trying to weasel his way out of stuff. But when you watch the way that he's coaching offensively here, when you watch the horrific play calling, when you watch him not be able to utilize uh, talent officially, when you watch us getting blown out, we've gotten beaten by teams that were going that were literally in a rebuild. Last year, we got beat by a Dolphins team. That literally mm-hmm. was in a rebuild. They were tanking. They got rid of everybody. He should have known that team better than any coach in the league because he had just got fired by them. <laughs> he had just gotten fired by them. And we still got our asses kicked against them. They still beat us. We had so many losses last year where it was like, you know, how many times last year was, was it said, this is the worst loss in franchise history. Then you come into this year and you're getting just blown out. 
and this is with and without Darnold. You're getting blown away. Your teams look unprepared offensively. I mean, when you see all that, you still think that the Johnsons would be so idiotic that they would still keep Adam Gaze? Uh, Joe, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, yeah, man. Oh. Because I, I think the Johnsons, <laughs> I know, I hate to say it, but I think what happened, because Gaze started oh. out the gate so bad last year, I think they started out 0-7 last year, or almost that. They're 0-6 now, so really... As far as Johnson's thinking, eh, we're right on schedule. You know, they're really, they're not any worse than last year, technically, technically, if you're only looking at the numbers. Because Johnson's not watching, Johnson's not watching the games, man. He, he's, he's busy doing whatever the heck he does. Douglas is barely watching the games. He spent more time on, on his phone than doing anything else. Um, so really, as far as they're concerned, it's not really that bad. And you got to remember, Gase has probably been, for weeks, been saying, Man, you know, this team's no good. Ah, man, this team's no good. Man, these players are terrible. So he's kind of prepared because he's the ultimate snake oil salesman. He can't coach his way out of a paper bag, but, man, this guy is a great salesman of junk. That That's his oh. skill. That's why he got hired here. He wasn't hired because he could yeah. coach. He got hired here because he could BS his way uh, into this job. So he's going to BS his way into keeping it. And uh, I, I think he's he's just throwing Darnold, Le'Veon, Jamal Adams, uh, the janitor. I mean, everybody's getting thrown under the bus. And, and I think that's why Chris Johnson did that super weird um, week one vote of confidence, right? I think that yeah. was Johnson kind of telling us, hey, guys, um, we're not firing gays. Um, yeah, oh. you know, like he was trying to set our expectations, you know, because he saw the fan – the fans were flipping out, and he's like, guys, 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 Gase isn't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, oh that, I know it's not exactly what he said, but that, that's what he meant. You got you to gotta read between the lines, Joe, a little bit here. So, I, I hate <laughs> to say it, man, but that's what I'm saying, you know? Oh, man. Well, listen, If I'll tell you what. If Gase comes back next year, you're going to lose whatever left of the fan base that you have. They're, they're going to walk away. Like, if you think – if they okay. think it's bad now – if they, I'm telling you, the ratings, nobody's watching the games. I mean, hell, even if there, if, we, if people were allowed in the stadium, if everything was good in the world and we were allowed to go to Jets game, I guarantee you there'd be nobody at the game. Nobody would be going. I mean, the Johnsons are playing a dangerous yeah. game. You keep Adam Gaze around and continue to ruin your franchise when we're watching guys like Ryan Tannehill, so on and so forth, go other places, get away from him, and just completely flourish in the NFL and become way better players than they were under him. You are playing with fire, and you may burn your entire building down. But, man, I want to thank you for calling in. Please call in the next time I do a show. I love talking to you. You're a great caller. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, try to enjoy the rest of your night, all right, man? I know it's rough out there. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will, man. You have a good night. Oh, man. Listen, the caller, you know, he, he brought up a point. I don't necessarily agree. I don't – look, I know the Johnsons are idiots. I call them idiots all the time. I call them clowns. They're really dumb. They are. But let me tell you something. If the, if they are truly thinking about keeping Adam Gaze next season, if he is the head coach of the Jets next season, whoo, the fans are going to lose it. They'll be full-blown. They'll just lose it. <laughs> I'm telling you, no one's going to watch. No one. So I'm going to keep going to these lines. 732, I'm coming directly to you. I'm going to get your thoughts about the state of the Jets franchise. 
And your thoughts on the Jets losing to the Dolphins, 24 to 0. Hey, Long Beach Show, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm all right, man. I'm trying to trying to get through this situation. This this team is a mess, man. But give me your thoughts on this Jets team. Give me your thoughts on the way that Joe Flacco played against these Dolphins as well. Well, let me let me let me just start by saying that last caller was amazing. I mean, I think I, I don't know that I've heard a better take in terms of my own personal opinion on what's going on than what he mm-hmm. articulated on that last call. That was exactly exactly right. And what's so incredibly crazy is that this whole organization is so far out the window at this point that we have to watch things like what we saw with Joe Flacco against Miami, which third and fourth down, we're just going to throw it into the first row of the stands. You know, we're not even going to try. We're we're just, who cares, right? This This is an embarrassment. I mean, once you get to the player level of that type of mindset, it's over. It's over. It's over. I don't know that anything is going to save this team at this point. And, because, and, and specifically because, and I think it should be noted very specifically, what that last caller said about Adam Gase growing like mold and, taking, and, and putting down roots, he's exactly right. That's what he's doing. Because if, if he was going to be fired, he already has 47 reasons to fire, to fire him. I mean, it, it's such blatant personnel mismanagement that results in injuries, multi-million dollar high-profile free agent players who, if, if you have any business sense, you know that even if you have a trouble or an argument or it's hard for you to get along with one of your big star free agents, you have to understand reputational risk, okay? Yeah. These are players that are respected throughout the league. What they say to other players matters. What they say about locker rooms to other players and management to other players matters. And this goes back to what we talked about earlier about this is such a a multifaceted cluster that I don't even know how to unwind it at this point because the longer that he stays in the building, there's no way that we can get the toxicity out, you know, lower to a a low enough level where we can actually start to proactively and healthily – build this organization and it all starts from the top and Joe, Joe Douglas is like the cream in the middle of the Oreo right now, totally soft and spineless. You know, Chris Johnson is for whatever rigid, you know, he's the top player to Oreo. He's rigid. He's not breaking on his, his brilliant uh, thoughts about Adam Gase. And then Adam Gase is rigid as well, where he is so good at what he does at being a snake oil salesman, as the, as the other gentleman mentioned, um, that it doesn't really matter to him. His priority is to keep his job. His prior, and, and I know people like this. His priority is to get a paycheck. It has nothing to do with the success of the company for which he's working. It has nothing to do with it. And people like that and I, need to be sent, yeah. sent packing immediately because they're toxic. Yeah. And, and again, listen, and I want to thank you for calling in. You're, you're bringing up a great point, and I hear you. But here's my argument against that. A lot of things, a lot of what you just said, uh, reputation around the league, uh, dealing with players, uh, being able to manage a team offensively, he's shown you he cannot do those things. So if the Johnsons are planning on keeping him around, right, you're pretty much openly admitting that you don't have a problem with being a loser. Because look at what we, look at mm-hmm. what we just did. We had issues. We've had issues here 
with players dealing with injuries. It, we can we can talk m- about Makai Becton, but what about Kalichi Osimile? What about all those other mm-hmm. players? Uh, uh, Quincy Anua, I believe, had filed, they, they filed on us while he was here as well. You look at what happened yeah. with Makai Becton. Then you look at the issues that he's had with players as well, right? And these aren't just like mm-hmm. – run-of-the-mill anybody. These are some of the most talented players he's had on his team. Jarvis Landry, all those other players mm-hmm. that he had in Miami. Then you come here. Uh, Jamal Adams, which, again, you know, <laughs> my thoughts about Jamal Adams and my thoughts about Jamal Adams, but Jamal literally said, listen, I don't want to be here because this guy's here. That guy is probably one of the biggest stars in our franchise that we've had for in years, right? Beloved yep. by the fan base. Let me tell you, because when I spoke out yep. against trading him, the entire fan base... <laughs> The entire fan base let me know how loved he was, believe me, on a daily basis until we got his ass out of here. Then, you know, people reversed. But, uh, okay. And no, I hear you. No, I hear you. <laughs> and then he turns around and he has an issue with Le'Veon Bell. So why would free agents come here if he's a head coach here? Why? Why we, We're already That's talking about uh, the issues. Hold on. We're yeah. already talking about the issues that, you know, people are looking at Trevor Lawrence. There are people tell, actively telling Trevor Lawrence, we, Green has told Trevor Lawrence, listen, if I was you, I'd, uh, I'd stay where I'm at in college. So why mm-hmm. would he come out and come here if he knows that Adam Gaze is going to be the coach? I feel like, and I understand right, right. people's takes there, but I look at the situation as like, you're pretty much destroying your future if you keep Adam mm-hmm. Gaze here on all fronts, on all mm-hmm. fronts. Because we, we're right. talking about the draft. We just talked about Trevor Lawrence. We're talking about the draft. But, dude, we're going to need free agency. If if you if people out there think that this team is going to be competitive within maybe even the next two years without signing some decently high profile or high profile free agents, I got some news for you. <laughs> I got some news for right. you. We cannot draft all the issues that we have on this. We cannot fill the players, or we cannot fill all the holes on this team with just draft players if we only you know keep our draft positions the way we have. We have so many holes. It's unbelievable. So you're yeah. pretty much damning yeah. yourself to stand at the bottom if you keep him here, though, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is all part of the crazy, cr- crazy town that we all live in now, apparently. And, <laughs> and you, know what, you know what I think was the biggest betrayal, Joe? I think the biggest betrayal was when we were at that moment where we had the Rex Ryan days behind us. We had a couple yeah. kind of in-between seasons where – some of the Rex Ryan holdovers were kind of leaving and we were, we were starting to kind of chirp a little bit about an actual rebuild in New York. Cause as you recall, before the Sam Darnold quote unquote rebuild was occurring. And at the beginning of that process, they actually were doing most things right. Now people will be critical That's of, a fact. you know, the draft selections and whatnot, because yep. hindsight's 2020, but when they started this rebuild, they were doing it right. They switched the general manager. They switched the coach. Uh, they yep. got you know new, new personnel in there. They they started to draft in a different way. Our focus was to get the quarterback of the future. And then all of a sudden, after about two or three seasons, now we have Sam Darnold coming out, who is enthusiastic, positive about football, has had a, an amazing life in Southern California. Just cannot wait to get to the next level and flourish, which is something that is, was so important for us to have, an enthusiastic, positive young quarterback that had talent. So we have that finally. Then we, have, we look across the field to the defensive side, and we have this tremendous leader in Jamal Adams, who I, I have certain issues with, but again, hindsight. At the time, 
this kid was, you know, a rookie, absolute stud. We hadn't seen a dog in the fight on the Jets field like this guy had since Darrell Revis. So to have him, to have Sam Darnold as building blocks, and then a couple really great players on, you know, on the offensive line now with Makai Becton, dude, to have all that, the fans are looking at this like, here we go. We finally have money to spend. You know, it's been years since we had like $100 million to throw around. We have all of these promising young players. I swear to God, if they had brought in any other coach besides Adam Gase, we would still be well on our way towards a very healthy rebuild. And that, to me, is the biggest betrayal because I was waiting years for that. And then this guy came in and took a big, steamy one all over it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's yeah. just I, I, just, I don't even I, I, we should do a petition to the owner. I, I don't know how else to I don't know how else to get Chris Johnson out of there. Maybe I got to call mm-hmm. his brother. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what do we have to do? <laughs> like, 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 Woody, do you know what Chris is doing in New York? Like, when was the last time you spoke to your brother? Because he's letting your billion dollar asset go down the tubes. You might want to intervene. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, man, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I I, got to get back to these callers. I want to thank you for calling in. Mm -hmm. You have a good night, my friend. You too, Joe. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Man, there's a lot of people on the lines right now. I'm going to get to you. Uh, 515-602-9639 shows, you know, (laughs) is is eating up. Listen, I hear people calling in talking about, you know, that the Jets, you know, could possibly think about keeping Adam Gaze next season and having him here again. Woo, he does that, I'll lose it. I'm telling you, you, you think you've seen me mad. Oh, you're going to see me even madder. <laughs> Let me tell you something. So I'm going to get back to these lines. 917, I'm coming directly to you. Give me your thoughts on this notion that the Jets are going to keep Adam Gaze next season. How do you feel about that? Oh, man. this If they keep Adam Gaze, man, I'm moving out of New York, man. <laughs> LBJ, what's going on? It's Venom from the chat, bro. What's happening? Venom, my man. What's going on, my man? Listen. Hey, too much, man. man. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a tough time being a Jet fan. Who are you telling, man? This team sucks. This team sucks. Who are you telling, man? I'm telling you, man. I, I can't. I get, I, I, I like can't. the other guy was saying, man, I get bullied about this team, man. My girl was telling everybody, her coworkers, like, yo, Dan, pray for my baby. Ain't nothing wrong with him, but he's a Jets fan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So where do we start, man? Where do we start? Oh. Let's, start with, let, let's start with the offense. What were your thoughts about watching this offense not be able to convert a third down into the fourth quarter? Oh, man, this team doesn't have an offense, man. I, I'm, I'm with <laughs> Joe Douglas if he wants to trade away everybody to build up this offense. Get rid of Quentin Williams. Get rid of Marcus May. Get rid of everybody if you're going to build up through the offense. But I don't know what the hell they're doing. I watched the game and then got a notification. McClendon was going. <laughs> it seems like yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy, man. It's, I don't know what the hell they're doing with this team. I don't know why Adam Gase is still on, on coaching the team. Yeah, it's just completely insane. To watch this offense struggle the way that they did, to watch them just 
not be able to reproduce was ridiculous. But then you look at the defensive side of the ball. Were you surprised that we were getting gashed by this dude Haskins during the game? No, it was like we couldn't stop him on certain drives. <laughs> no, then not at all. It's it's. I'm expecting it now. I'm expecting. Okay, we defense on yeah. the field. Give up a big play. Give let the chunks of yards go. I'm I'm expecting it every time. I I know what's gonna happen. I'm hoping that they do get a stop. But I know, like, bro, they you're gonna give it up. The game's over. I know this is going down the tube. You know, and it's, it's just this is a this is a clown show here in New York right now, man. Ugh. You know, Man. and I, that's what I, I think. I know you asked the question before, do you think they're going to go 0-16? And, and I think they do because yeah. looking at the oh. schedule, I don't see one team that they could beat. I don't. Jamal's going to have a great time coming in with Seattle. Le'Veon's going to have a great time with Kansas City. I don't see them stopping yeah. Cam. We got the Chargers. We got the Brants. Oh my God! These teams are gonna kill us. <laughs> these teams are gonna kill us. And and oh, all of man. these teams are high powered offenses. They you are. Know? So so with the defense looking the way it looks now, I'm hoping at some point Adam Gase start these young people. I don't even know what's going on with a news a news war. He he hasn't been on the field yet this whole year. I don't know. Yeah, the league is not even out there. Yeah. You know, it's it's you know. it's tough, man. And when you bring up some of those players, you know, you, you talked about Mims, you talk about, you know, Zungia not being out there either. How much of this blame for the team, the way it looks, how much of the blame is on Joe Douglas? Because we you know we've been talking about games, yeah, he's bad. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Okay. We had – I don't know what was the cap this offseason, but you didn't target anybody to give Sam help. You didn't target any – Anybody, everybody's on one-year deals. Who's going to stick around and play hard for that? Like, nobody's going to come here and think that they're a building block. They're thinking, I'm a replaceable piece. You know, everybody. And I think, you know, Mosley just knew what was going on from last year, and he just said, nah, I'm not playing this year, guys. (laughs) He's here in 2021. (laughs) Because, Mark, it it seems like, you know, Jamal Adams said everything right, man. The guy don't even address the team. He don't address the players. Gates don't sit in halftime like Rex would do, like Todd Bowles would do, address the – you don't even see at the game press conference where you showed him in the locker room like they did with Todd Bowles, Rex Ryan, all the coaches prior. This guy is just like, ah, guys, go go take your showers, get on the bus, we get it on. As it seems like that's what's happening now. There's no in the locker room addressment after the game. It's, it seems like everybody's just like Greg Williams talk to the defense, special team coach talk to them, and you know Sam, you know what to do. You're gonna throw picks and run plays with Frank Gore all day. <laughs> it's just yeah. so predictable now, you know. It's not like what all, these quarter, all these running back signings. Why didn't we get a wide receiver? <laughs> this, this, yeah. This makes no sense. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the reports of the tension between Gaze and Greg Williams? Oh, of course. I know Greg Williams. Any NFL mind knows that Adam Gaze is horrible. He's stupid. He doesn't understand. You need to give Greg Williams the keys to the car 
or somebody else because this guy isn't isn't handling it. I know Greg Williams could probably light a fire under most of these guys, and he probably speaks to all these guys more than Adam Gates does. It seems like he just yeah. comes in and and watch tape, and that's all he tells us every press conference. I got to watch the tape. What you seeing is the old guys getting beat, and all he think about is, oh, my God, should have been there, but he wasn't there. That would have been a good play if he was in the right spot. And it's just like, dude, come on. <laughs> Why the Johnson's or Joe Douglas have got him out of here now? Yeah. It's tough, man. It's really, really tough. But I'm going to keep going to these callers, man. I want to thank you for calling in, Venom, my man. I want to hear from you next time I do a show, bro. I love talking to you about this team. Man, definitely, Joe. You know, have a good night, man. I think we should all take a, a bye week every week for the rest of the season, man, like the Jets do. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good Yo, night. Joe, but have a good night, man. I'll speak to you later. All right, see you. Salute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, it is, you know, it's it's tough. It is it's really tough being a fan of this team. Venom G's on the call in. Good, good speaking with him. You know, listen, I'm telling you, if if the Jets keep Adam Gaze next season, they bring him back out here and they have him as the head coach, trotting him at, out as the head coach of this football team, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose it because that means you are committing to being a loser. That's that's literally what it means. When you do that, you're making a commitment to being a loser. Oh man. It is tough. But I'm going to get back to these callers. 516, I'm coming to you. I want to get your thoughts on this Jets team and them losing to the Dolphins 24-0. to Hey, Joe. How are you doing? What's going on, my friend? How are you feeling about this Jets team currently? What is your thought about the states of them? Well, um, I, ha- I have a little bit of an inside source that I um, – an inside source told me that – the Jets are officially full-blown, ready. The, t- the tanks are moving. They're tanking. That's what I heard from an inside source. Now, this most likely means that the Sam Darnold there is likely over. I just had to get that through beforehand. In well, regards yeah. to your question, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I, there's been different people that have talked about, you know, the Jets possibly tanking. There's been people that have made, you know, you know, different type of, uh, different types of, you know, statements about how they think, you know, the Jets are going to go about the season, and, you know, how they're going to deal with Sam Darnold. You know, who knows how it's going to work out. But I would have to look at this situation and go, listen, there, are, there are big issues on this football team, big issues, and I don't think that the issues are Sam Donald related. I think that these issues are that we do not have the offensive weapons, we do not have the coaching, and that we do not have the protection to groom any young quarterback. And I think that even if you draft Trevor Lawrence, you're going to see the exact same problems, especially if you still have Adam Gaze here, especially. You're going to see a lot of the exact same problems that we've seen already out of not only just Sam Donald, We've seen them out of uh, Joe Flacco as well. As a matter of fact, there hasn't been a successful quarterback in Adam Gaze's scheme outside of Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning didn't even run his scheme. These the, the same issues have followed him around. So 
I mean, I think we'd be better suited trading that pick and trading down. But this team is a mess right now. It's a complete mess. And that's what I want to ask you is, I, I hear you talking about the tanking and stuff, but, I mean, how much responsibility does Joe Douglas have in the current state of this football team as is? Because couldn't he have done things better in the offseason to make this team better, specifically in the draft? I can tell you what he did pick up. A lot, a lot People are giving Joe Douglas too much crap. All right, I think Joe Douglas is a really good, really good GM. All right, I know the Perriman signing hasn't really panned out to replace Robbie Anderson. Now Robbie Anderson's doing really damn well with the Panthers. But we haven't yep. seen Mims yet. Mims hasn't played. I mean, was the but, drafting a third-string quarter? Go on. Yeah, but was, was that enough, though? I understand that, you know, and look, I like Joe Douglas as well. I'm not banging on him, but I'm just saying, hey, listen, we went into the offseason with needs and a the needs were as clear as day. We needed offensive playmakers. We needed wide receivers. We needed offensive linemen, right? You go into the draft, field, I'm talking field with uh, wide receivers. One of the greatest wide receiver, you know, depth classes probably in, one of, in the history of the NFL. That's what analysts said. That's what scouts said. That's all these people said, right? And if you only come out of that draft with one wide receiver and Mims and you're drafting third-string quarterbacks or even running backs, or even some people even question the Zungia pick as well, before you address the offensive needs, then what are you doing? Because the reason why everybody was semi-okay, and not everybody, but some Jets fans, myself as well, was, was okay with letting Robbie Anderson go was because, hey, the draft is coming. There's talent there. We had the picks. We had the capital. Okay, we'll just address wide receiver in the draft so we can cushion the blow of losing Robbie Anderson. But when you try to uh, cushion that blow with a guy like Perryman, who has never been healthy, he's always been injured throughout his career, you bring in Mims, you only draft one wide receiver in the draft, and then your other plan was Dotson, who opted out. But even if Dotson was here, he's a draft bust as well. What exactly, how exactly did you help your offense? You made it worse, right? Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that, but we're really lucky to have another deep wide receiver class. We're really lucky to have that. What I think they should do, plan, is that if they get the number one pick based on what you would like, which is not to draft Trevor Lawrence, move back with Mm -hmm. the Falcons. In this scenario, I would have. The Jets at one, Washington at two, the Giants at three, and Atlanta at four. I, Atlanta's a lot of uh, speculation has been going around that they've been wanting to draft a quarterback, maybe let go of Matt Ryan, trade back, get a first, second, and a fourth from the Falcons for the number one pick, trade back, draft Jamar Chase in the with that fourth pick, and then with the Seahawks pick, just try mm-hmm. maybe try to get some edge rushers. And we, with that Atlanta pick, we would have, in my projection, the 32nd pick, the first pick in the second round, and the fourth pick in the second round. So we're well, getting look, a lot of draft capital in this. Yeah, I look, I hear you. improve both sides of the ball, yeah. Yeah, look, I hear you. And, and I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the draft as well because, you know, the season's going to go on. We're going to get closer. But since you uh, want to touch on and you're asking me questions about that as well, I hear you. But I want more than that. 
I need more than that. I, I there's analysts out there, especially if Trevor Lawrence come out. There's a lot of hungry football teams. That that football team is Washington is, is quarterback hungry. There's other teams as well. I've heard people speculate that we could get three first round picks or two first round picks and a ton of mid round picks. I'm moving down to get that because let me tell you something. You I love really Lamar think? Chase as well, but yes, yes. You really think there we could get that, that much? Starving. We could if. Do you see Trevor? He's everywhere. <laughs> this dude is everywhere. This dude is just, I mean, I've never, listen, people think that he is the greatest, you know, quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. That's what, that's what a lot of people are saying. You turn on TV, the, the hype is there. This dude, what he threw like a ton of touchdowns against Georgia Tech just recently, blew them out, or against Georgia, he blew them out. Like, I get it. If we can, if we can get capital back, to move on, if we could get capital back off and come off that first-round pick, move down and get two first-round picks or three and a bunch of capital after that, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I, I understand you love Jamar Chase. I do as well. I think he's phenomenal, right? I think he's phenomenal. But we need more. I need more chances. I need more players. Everyone I know is just looking at this roster right now. Listen, we don't have no wide receivers. Our offensive line still needs improvement. I mean, big improvement. You go over to the defensive side of the ball as well, which I don't really give a damn about the defense, but since we're talking about the draft, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We need corners. We'll probably need two. Uh, pass rusher is still an issue. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with safety as well. We got one safety for sure that's going to be out the door. McDougal is going to be gone. Marcus, maybe we still got to figure out what's going on with his contract if he even comes back. There could be big holes on this football team, big holes. And we got guys on one-year deals that are not going to be here. We have got to do whatever we can to better this team as fast as possible. Because let me tell you something. We have been in a rebuild for, what, five years, six years, something Around like that, that. Yeah. maybe longer. Yeah, right? If you draft, if you're going to have a draft, generally you're not going to see the fruits of that draft really bear until, what, the third year is when you'll probably see success. If, you're true, if we're going into a rebuild like we all know that we're going into. That's literally what it is. We didn't do the rebuild properly. Now we're going into another one. So six plus another three, that's nine. And then if everything aligns right, you'll see, you know, some things happen in in the third year. It might be four years. So six for four, that's 10 years. That's 10 years of not winning. No one wants that. (laughs) I don't want that. Using Trevor Lawrence, using, dude, using Trevor Lawrence, using the, the allure, the appeal that's around him, the thirst that is around him, we can make this team better in like two years. This is the exact reason why I wanted to get rid. This is the exact reason, for those that are listening, this is the exact reason why I wanted to get rid of Jamal Adams. I didn't, I don't think, we, I didn't think we could get two first-round picks, but I wanted to use him, a box safety, because that's what he is. He's a box safety. I wanted to use him to better this football team and build it out. Because you also got uh, Sam Darnold coming up on uh, a deal. So you need to fill this team with young, cheap talent immediately. And even if you don't like Sam Darnold and you want to move on from him, that's fine. You can move on from him, and you can build around the next quarterback that you you want. I think I just lost the caller. Uh, Listen, (laughs) hopefully he calls back in, but I want to thank him for calling. It was phenomenal to speak with him. It's tough, man. This team is tough. This team is really tough. It's tough to talk about the Jets. We're in a situation right now, man, where things are not going well. 
think my wine just got one second, folks. Hold on a second here. Uh man. Sucks. I think he got disconnected. Yeah. I think we just lost him. So but it was great talking to him. I uh, love speaking to him. Uh, hopefully he calls in next call. Had a lot of takes. But listen, this, this team has got to be smart moving on. This team has got to be smart moving on. Because let me tell you, if we don't play our cards right, if we're talking about truly bringing back Adam Gaze, ruining this football team further, not being smart with our draft capital, whoo boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Things can get worse. It can get so much worse. But Listen, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. It was amazing talking to you folks. Salute to the savages as well in the chat. It was amazing talking to you folks as well. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there as well. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth, folks, about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 0 to three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge. I will have my Sam Darnold jersey on at all times. I don't know when he's coming back to play, but, you know, I'll have it on. <laughs> you can also catch the show at The Long Beach Joe Show on Twitter, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me. I love going back and forth with folks about this team. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets. That's where you find the stream. You'll find my other content as well, the videos that I do on uh, on the football team, on the Jets. We wear green over there. You know what I'm saying? So, and as always, folks, when you see me in person, whenever you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? The hugs will always remain free, especially in a time like this. It is tough, tough. Being a fan of this football team, it's tough. But the hugs will always remain free. I'm also, again, a big supporter of Suzy G. Coleman Foundation. Everyone go over there. Uh, go to my social medias that I just talked about. The link is plastered all over there. Um, you know, please donate if you can. If you can't, that's completely fine. Just share it across your social medias. We're bringing a fight to breast cancer. Share it across your media, social medias. It continues to bring about breast cancer awareness. So I want to thank you, folks. So you folks have a good one. Peace. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.